Alright, and welcome to episode 13 of Scratch and the Inch. I'm Jerome Eversall. And I'm Darcy Corbett. And that was The Living Eyes. Living Eyes. So Tell us about The Living Eyes, Jerome. <laughs> I will, I will. The Living Eyes are another one of our <clears throat> Geelong crew that we've been featuring over Detroit, and over again. Detroit! Uh, that is so good. They are killing it. Yeah, if you like your sort of punky stripped down garage rock, Geelong is where you've got to go <laughs> these days. <laughs> At scratching the itch, that's exactly what we love. That's the spot. That's the icky spot we've Ooh. been trying to hit that whole time. <laughs> um, so that is off their Living Large LP that came out at the end of last month on Anti-Fade Records. I'm going to say it the American way, but... Anti-Fade Records. But I suppose if they're from Geelong, I'd say Anti-Fade. Uh, Anti-Fade... Do people from Geelong have a different accent to people from Melbourne? Hard to say. I don't know. That's I find it. it difficult with Australian accents in general, like placing exactly where people are from. Yeah. Occasionally you can, but. Well, he, here's some tips for Melbourne, or well, the main tip. Yeah. No one in Melbourne has ever visited Castlemaine. No one in Melbourne has ever visited Castlemaine. No. Why would they, though? Why would they? Because they would only visit Castlemaine. Castlemaine? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I feel like my grandparents also say that, and they're from Queensland. Maybe it's just us New South Welshmen that. Well, my grandparents definitely say that because they live in Castlemaine. There you go. There you go. Um, no, but the other thing is slides. We're, we're into slides rather than slippery dips. Yeah, oh, I think that's fifty-fifty. Juice boxes rather than poppers. Whoa! Now you're getting crazy. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> hey, it's much more descriptive. Yeah, I guess so. It's not as fun though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Doesn't have a pop, you know. <laughs> um, so as I was saying, Anti Fade Records is run by Billy Gardner, who is the lead singer of the Living Eyes and also a member of our other favourite Geelong band, Osmutants. God, they're just. I'm pretty sure every one of those members from Osmutants is in another fantastic band. Yeah, I'm thinking of starting a spin-off podcast just based on Geelong <laughs> bands. Just based on Osmu and Osmutants spin-off podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be able to... We'd have probably more material than we do now. I reckon Billy would like it because they're all on anti-fade as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what works for him works for us and vice versa. But just to make some connections to Sydney, because that's where we are based, this album was at least mastered or recorded by the dude from Straight Arrows. His name is... Owen Pengalis. Good name. Yeah. Um, so there you go. They're all, all the band's connected. Straight Arrows is even down there in Geelong getting... It's not too far, really. I mean, Geelong's even closer to Sydney than Melbourne is. What? So, isn't it? Isn't Geelong north of Melbourne? No. Oh, man, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do we got coming up next, Ron? Uh Up next is Rose Windows. Oh, it's me again. You're so, right, you know, buddy. That was a nice you know, stripped-back punk garage. But here we've got something a bit fuller, a bit heavier, a bit more psychedelic. More psychedelic, really. Yeah. Wow, we haven't had that for a little while. No, we haven't. So I thought it was time to put some in. Rose Windows is putting out their sophomore self-titled LP in May this year on Sub Pop. That's early to be releasing a single already. Yeah. But they have. They've put out the single Glory, Glory. Glory, Glory. Hallelujah. That sounds like a sort of very glory, psychedelic glory. kind of, you know, theme. Glory. Name. Glory. You know, just reaching for the ultimate or maybe a bit more kind of like epic metal epic metal well this song does sound a little bit metal in the intro I think you were you were lured into thinking it was a metal song 
Yeah. Just wait till the sort of high pitched psych vocals start. You know, <laughs> you know where you are. Yeah. Uh, Ro- <laughs> Rose Windows says this album is influenced by the rich traditions of Delta blues and the swampy riffage of New Orleans rock. I thought you were about to say Delta Goodrum there. No, like, no, not Delta Goodrum. Have we been listening to the right music this week? But apparently, when they tried to channel those rich traditions and come up with a riff for this album, they looked to the Wu Tang. Makes sense. I mean, they're the most psychedelic of all gangster rappers. It's tenuous, but they say that the riff for this song is based on Wu-Tang's Shame on a Nigger. I listened to that. I couldn't tell. No, I couldn't tell either. Maybe our palates are not refined enough. Exactly. Maybe yeah, your oral palate. If you just yeah. get your ear really close to the speaker. You can just make out... Mm, the RZA. The RZA. The flavor. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, nice mumbled rap. <laughs> That's my specialty. Uh, let's do it with Glory Glory. Good at choosing sides 
blankets with a fridge too far. Wet blankets. Now, we've played them before, haven't we? Uh, I think we did. That's right, because they have our favourite, our boy, Zane. The 16-year-old super kid. Where's he from? He is from Detroit. And you know why we know that? It's because he is brothers with our boy, Billy, from Living Eyes. Oh, dear. Not only that, Billy, he's in the band as well. Oh, my goodness. And it doesn't just stop there, Jerome. They've got members from tip-top album-nominated band... Not just nominated. nominated. Award-winning. Award-winning, yeah. Band Osmudens. And on this album, they had help from um, two of the members from Hierophants, who who got a double whammy last week playing a guitar. Because they don't have a... This band doesn't have, like, a, a... set guitarist this is so fresh this is their first album they're so fresh they don't even have a guitarist but they're already like mixing it with the royalty of Australian garage music imagine the house parties down in Geelong oh my god a lot of good bands let's get a band to play at our house party we're we're all in the band (laughs) be like a festival I would pay money to go and see just their family band practice I would do you reckon we could just hang around in Detroit just open our ears and like follow the sound to where they will live yeah, well, I don't think... I think, you know, the way that they play, it'll be um, pretty loud. So that um, that is coming out on Anti-Fade Records in Australia and Agitated Records in the UK. Oh, and good. the album is called Rise of Wet Blankets. I am going to get that. On 12-inch vinyl. You know what? Yeah. I am going to get that. I'm going to get The Living Eyes because, you know what? It's never what? too early to start thinking about tip-top Australian albums 2015. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we've just done the... We're just two episodes into the first, into 2015, but mm. already I feel like some of the cream has started to float to the top. Mm. Do you reckon we could get an all the long top ten this year? It wouldn't surprise me. We got close last time. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so I've got a question for you, John. Do you? What do you think the parents of Billy mm. and Zane were <laughs> thinking? Do you think they're fans of the Titanic, or the Phantom, or Zoolander? Billy and Zane, come on, that can't be an accident. No, I, I admit I didn't pick this up. When you pointed it out to me, it is a bit of a coincidence. Hey, Billy Zane. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I say. Anyway, that's weird, though. Yeah, it's odd. Billy Zane, of all the people in the world, you're like, I really like Billy Zane. He's got a cool name. It's true. Apparently, his, their parents were also in a seminal Australian band called Bored. Bored? Mm, also from Detroit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. With an exclamation mark. <laughs> runs deep. It runs deep. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Maybe they just... They had a lot of phantom paraphernalia or something. And they were just <laughs> like, that's what we need. The phantom. I would love it if they named their kids Billy Zane after the phantom. Yeah, well... Wouldn't we all? Would you ever call your kids after the Phantom? No. Or any superhero? Have you ever read those Phantom comics when they had them in the not paper? Really. What does the Phantom even do? He has a ring. I'm not sure he even has a ring. I thought he had a ring. Isn't that the Green Lantern? Green Lantern. Both have rings. I think they both have rings, yeah. Because in the Sunday papers or something, they used to have Phantom comics. It was usually just like three, three, whatever you call it, three boxes. And it was just like a small part of a really, really long-running story that was really just going long. Away. Oh, it bored me as well. Yeah. And the costume is so conspicuous. Like, <laughs> who's hiding anywhere in a purple jumpsuit? 
give me the wizard of it anyway. Any yeah, day. tell me about it. But speaking of phantoms, up next yeah. we have the song Phantom Blues. Oh my god! By Nathan Roach. Roach like Papa Roach or Roche like Ferrero Roche. Could be anything. I mean, those two things are just so similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phantom Blues. Yes, it's about. How sad it can be to wear purple all the time when everyone else is yeah. wearing normal clothes. He must get sick of it. Maybe it's really hot in that suit. Just doesn't breathe. He need cotton. <laughs> what do you think it's made out of? Lycra? <laughs> must be polyester. Made out of polyester. Pure polyester. <laughs> Nathan Roche, I'm going to say now. Roche. Or Roche. Has just released an album called Cathedral Made Out of Green Cards. Uh, this is his third and last album, apparently. God damn it. He's called it. Just thrown in the towel. Is he in any bands or anything? He has been can in other s- bands. Can we still get some Nathan in our lives? Well, apparently I read he's released ten albums <laughs> with various bands is solo. <laughs> but his bands were Camperdown and Out and Marth... Marth... Loft. heard of Camperdown and Out. Yeah, so do I. Is he Australian? Oh, yeah, he's Australian. From Camperdown? Well, apparently he's originally from Queensland, but he's settled in Sydney. So he's a Sydney artist these days. And the front cover of Cathedral Made of Green Cards is the biggest cathedral in New South Wales, which is St Mary's. Beautiful cathedral. Not made out of green cards, though. Do you think the reference to green cards is... I've got two theories. The first is that it's those VB coasters you get when you go to the pub and you can make a cathedral out of it at the pub. My second interpretation is it's... uh, In the US, you need a green card to go over there and work. work. And so they've mm. built up this whole country based on the green card system. That's Ooh, their cathedral. That's, that's more poetic, mm. you know, more poignant. Ne- Do you think ne- he sounds like a poignant kind of guy? He does, but doesn't talk much about the US in this album, I'm afraid. Maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe the statement's to. already been made, Jerome. Mm. Um, this album was mastered by Owen Pengalis from The Straight Arrows. Oh my God, everything is just... Everything it's like is a big connected. spider web. It is, Australian music. Are you kidding me? Uh, so incestuous I, I downloaded the album off his band camp yesterday I paid a neat probably eight bucks or something for it bargain bargain half the price <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no it's one of those great albums that really has a sort of uh, string running through it lots of intros well, one intro and an outro lots of little yep. interludes There's some couldn't pop- really have too many more than that really, no, no. when it comes down to it but there are, there are a lot of interludes there's some poetry in there there's some spoken word and there's some sultry French ladies. Oh my god, that's my favourite. <laughs> uh, as you were about to hear, this is one of our sort of deep voiced wonders, old mate style. He sounds a bit like Jonathan Richmond, this guy. You might remember Jonathan Richmond from Something About Mary? You know, that guy's always singing in between oh, the scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and there's even a little bit of Leonard Cohen on some of the songs, but not this song really. But anyway, let's right. get into it. This is Phantom Blues by Nathan Roach. Let's the fan, fan blue. 
is bassy, you like your voice is rich, yep. deep, then I think those two songs would be songs that you would have enjoyed. I think so I'm going to add, add that to our sort of thing, so we're garage, punk, psych, rock, baritone voice baritone specialists. Voice. I'm not sure exactly what you call that kind of music, but it's quite like a sort of funky, a bit kind of... Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I don't... I, don't, I just don't know. All I know is that I like that voice. And, and who, I like who, voice. who was that voice, Darcy? That voice was King Ram. Uh, and King Ram is an Iranian musician, and he's also in the other... Side of, they're a kind of punk band, um, like sort of post-punk band, uh, called Hypernova. Um, and 
story with King Ram, apparently he, um, with Hypernova was discovered, like he went over, he studied in Canada or something like that, and then went over and ended up playing at South by Southwest oh, right. um, with Hypernova, and then sort of made some connections in the in the US and was over there. But I think uh, this song, The Man in the Black Suit, um, he's back in Iran um, recording uh, with other members of his band. And this wasn't on any album, just he just seems to randomly release a lot of singles on SoundCloud and Bandcamp, um, which don't belong on albums. There's quite a lot of them out there. Though. Mm. Um, he's got a website. He's pretty good. Pretty cool guy. I think I get many Iranian punk bands, I, or I haven't heard of many. I'm no. sure they exist, though. Oh, uh, that song there, which wasn't punk. No. It's a very, very cool sound as well. Yeah. Interesting. Ooh, Iran. Okay. Up next, next big thing. <laughs> next big thing. Up next, I have a band called Tough Ave with a cover of a song by the 1990s girl group Cub. And this song is called Nicholas Bragg. In fact, it's off an album. He does always brag. <laughs> does. Dickhead. Never liked him. More like Nicholas. He could be on the Channel 9 commentary channel. <laughs> uh, no, so Nicholas Bragg is actually one song off Cub's 1993 album, Hot Dog Days. And so Tough Age has done an album called Tough Age Plays Cub's Hot Dog Days. Whoa, can you say that again? Tough Age Plays Cubs Hot Dog Days. Jesus, that's a mouthful. And in case you didn't guess, it is a album that is an entire cover of the whole Cub album from 1993. And where do hot dogs like fall into this? That was the name of the album? That's the name of the album. Hot Dog Days. Hot Dog Days. Yeah. And so that's coming out on Mint Records in April on ketchup coloured vinyl. Yeah. Tasty. Do you it's like a splattering of ketchup or like just a red vinyl? I reckon it's probably just red. Yeah. Mm. They would have said splatter. Yeah, they would have said splatter. Mm. Splatter. That's it's one, it's one of the main descriptors for vinyl <laughs> colouring. Um, I don't have that much more to say about this. Tough Age tends to be a bit of a, I don't know if it's a super group, but brought together members of, you know, fairly veteran members of the rock and roll scene. Uh, mm. Who we got? Don't test me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough age, you yeah. Know? <laughs> I know. Uh, all I know is that they've all played in other bands before, and they call this the genre that Tough Age has culmination rock. Yeah, I mean, it's the culmination of all their experiences age brought together. Is, they've got the toughness. They've got the age behind them. They've got some hot dogs. They're just ready to go. <laughs> okay, before I play Nicholas Bragg, we should warn you: this is the start of a new. This is more than a quarter. This is almost and a half. It's a half. What, what moved, do you call this? Moved, Almost polar oppositely from the deep, rich baritone That's man right. section into the sort of more upbeat girl punk That's right. kind of section of the podcast. So enjoy it. This is the ladies, I will. ladies lounge section. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nicholas Bragg by Tough Age. <laughs> Coca-Cola is a drink Coca-Cola 
Mum Club with the song Friends. Or Mom Club as they may Mom. Yeah, Mom. Mom. Uh, Cyberbully Mom Club, yeah. Yeah, it's a project of a girl from. I forgot to find out her name. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Negative points for research for me. Um, Cyberbully, that's an interesting term. I thought that had been replaced with the term troll these days. Troll? Maybe. You see me trolling. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like police would use the word cyberbully. Yes. And everyone else would use the word troll. Right. So you're saying that whoever this person is, anonymous, maybe they're in witness protection, is probably a cop. The cyberbully is mum's club, though. It's for mums who've had children who have been the victims of cyberbullying. It's not a funny thing, Jerome. (laughs) You know what? Yeah. That's probably where the name came from. It probably was like a little poster up at the community center. It's quite ironic, though, that the song is called Friends, because I imagine most people that get cyberbullied probably don't have friends anyway. Oof. Or maybe not. Are you a cyberbully or what? (laughs) Yeah, maybe I am. So what if I am, huh? Punk? Uh, So they're a band from Philly, and that is a song that was released... um, Is that Philly, Victoria, or...? Oh, no, they just live on a big block of cream cheese. (laughs) Um, and yeah often she records a lot of her songs without anyone else uh, or just with like a very minor sort of backing but you're confusing me are we talking about the cyberbully or the mom <laughs> the mom oh. no uh, the club the club right uh, yeah so they have decided to put together a proper band for this single release and that song Who's is stopping you? is from the <laughs> Not the cyberbully, that's for sure. <laughs> he can't stop you. Even if he wanted to, he couldn't. Yeah, he can't, he can't get you in RL. Too much cream cheese. <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's the story of Cyberbully Mum Club. 
and friends. Basically, I think I feel like they they're gearing up for an LP release. Um, Already, it's just you can get this single, this song "Friends" as a single on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, and that's it's the only you song. Can, you can always get "Friends" as a single. <laughs> yeah, well, can we? Can we, Jerome? <laughs> I wish we could. Enough said. Enough said. I'm <laughs> uh, coming up next. Another song for me by. Joanna Grusom. So we're halfway through the Girl Quarter Quartet. The Girl Quarter Quartet, and it is great actually. This is this is some of my this is some of my favorite mm. half length of a podcast quartet. Yeah, it's good, and the songs the songs are usually quite snappy and catchy. Yeah, good hooks. They got the the perfect combination of um, punkiness mm. and like melodic, catchy pop songs. Oh, and I don't think that's exemplified any more than in this next song last year it starts off for the first half as like you know a fairly fairly fuzzy noisy punk song and then halfway through suddenly changes into a a much more kind of like you know melodic euphoric kind of um pop sound uh anyway a little bit about joanna gruesome they're a welsh band and this song is coming out on their new album uh called peanut butter and this song was released as a single a few days ago on Fortuna Pop, Turnstiles, and Slumberland as the record labels. Where wasn't it released? <sighs> Bloody hell, Jerome, I just don't know. Mm. I think it was released everywhere. If they, if Lara Bingle was to ask Joanna Gruesome, where the bloody hell are your records? She would say everywhere, mate. Well, Simple. How's your Welsh accent? I reckon it sounds a bit different to that. I, I actually don't know how to do a Welsh accent. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to talk. <laughs> um, I, I, I've got a beef with Joanna Grusom. I brought this up before the podcast. Yeah. She released a song in the talk last Talk it out. Year. It's the best way to um, get rid of the She released anxiety. a song last year or the year before called Jerome Brackets Liar. Ooh. Oh, no, she didn't. Now, podcast listeners, you might not know me that well, but if one thing you should know about me is I just, I'm straight shooting. It's all the truth. He's a straight shooter. He wouldn't lie. Would he lie? I mean, I did say that Kurt Rambis was in Escape from New York when Kurt Rambis is actually a goofy NBA player. Former NBA yeah. Laker. He looks ridiculous, though. Mm, he does. Look back at the last podcast if you want to see that. I think, I think it's fair enough. Someone that goofy looking, mm. I think you're allowed to, you know, project misinformation. Look. Kurt Rambus, Kurt Russell, it happens to anyone. <laughs> I also thought that Kurt Rambus was married to Goldie Horn, but you know. Well, now maybe Joanna Grissom had a point. Oh. <laughs> Zing. You would start with Joanna Grissom. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the album Peanut Butter is coming out on the 2nd of June, but you can get this single now from Bandcamp or SoundCloud or any other good music retailer. Beautiful. Let's give it a listen.
Ooh, is it just me or is it getting a bit sweaty in here? I'm sweaty. After that raunchy little number. Yeah, how about that? That was Daddy Issues with So Hard. Oh, you bet I am. Excuse me. Whoops. Um, <laughs> that is off their Double Loser EP, which is out on tape on Eggplant Records. Oh, no, sorry. Egg Hunt Records and Negative Fun Records, or available for download on their Bandcamp as I did yesterday. What's it take to become a double loser? Double as loser. To just a regular loser. Well, you know, you know, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. I was about to say. So you're not doing so well. You don't have any friends, and then the cyber bullies oh, get you. Brutal. But I would have thought people who didn't have much friends would naturally gravitate towards, you know, creating an, a virtual online profile. You know, mm. which means they'd probably be quite good at performing cyberbullying oh. or quite resistant to being able to be cyberbullied or could impart revenge on any cyberbullies they wished to do so I see so you want to do a remake of Revenge of the Nerds called Revenge of the Cyberbully Victims basically yeah yeah I think that too long have the cyberbullies been victimised and marginalised in our society would you also think about making a film where trolls were real trolls, like from fantasy novels, and they sat at computers and bullied people? Oh, yeah. Like Trolls 2. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Trolls 3. Trolls 3. Is there a Trolls th- I think there might be. I don't know, but Trolls 2 wasn't actually... There was never a Trolls 1. Yet. Yeah. Maybe there was not a Trolls 3. They there you go. Maybe you can make Trolls 1. <laughs> Maybe you can make Trolls 1. <laughs> they digressed into just eating people after they got cyberbullied too much. <laughs> but back to So Hard, which you might get if you're browsing the internet for a long time. Whoa. <laughs> you might get, not me. Hey, hey, hey. all right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really like that song. It's got, a, again, that sort of catchy riff in the middle, but, you know, still a bit of edge to it. The Daddy Issues have been described as feminist surf pop. Yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah. And so their Double Loser EP comes out on a neat pink tape that has other songs on it such as Sex on the Beach Let's Go to the Mall and Lethal Dose mm. you know that's a bit of a high it's school a fun but also just a little bit of an edge in there yeah definitely I'm not going to escape that edge too easily um, but I purchased it I've listened to it it's good it's yeah. neat. neat it's neato neat neat neato <laughs> neato wake up but make it in El Camino <laughs> uh the uh, last thing to say about Daddy Hughes is they're from Greensboro, North Carolina. And as I mentioned to you, I'm from Greensboro. Yeah. Greensboro, Victoria. That's why I asked if you were talking about Philadelphia, Victoria before, because I thought maybe... Oh, I didn't even know that there was a Philadelphia, Victoria. Well, there's not. Didn't you just say you were from Castlemaine? No, that's where my grandparents are from. Oh, something's up here. Because I'm just are checking... Are you lying I... to me, John? <laughs> Because you know how there's all a ruse. You know how there's a Detroit in Victoria, yeah, and there's a Greensboro in Victoria. Yeah, it's kind of like there's a all tri-tri. of the United States stuffed into a triangular-shaped state. Yeah, that's what Victoria is. Yeah, that's what I always thought it was. It was kind of like. Yeah. What's New York then? Uh, that would be Gippsland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Of course. The whole region. Yeah. Um, Alright, and so lastly tonight, you didn't have anything else to add about that no, song. Did that's you? it. Bring it home, Darcy. Lastly tonight, we have a song by a band called Katarina, and the song is called Dust Bunny Revival. Oh, thank God, finally. F- 
Finally. That's funny, it's been gone for too long. It's been, it's been far too long, Jerome. And thank God that we have a band like Katarina that has decided to bring Dust Bunnies back into the world. Do you think they were named after the cyclone? That's Katrina. Probably not, then. Maybe it's like a mixture of Katrina with a katana. So, like, you know those Japanese swords? Just slicing through stuff. Oh, like. imagine that if you were in a cyclone. A cyclone and, of swords. Well, yeah, I Storms. guess so. I was thinking you lived next door to, like, a samurai master. And as his house got blown down, all his samurai swords were getting blown around in the wind. Sounds very similar to the premise of the film Sharknado. <laughs> that yeah, said? yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I don't... Less sharks, though. I, yeah, less sharks, more swords. Uh, I don't have heaps to say about this band. They're, um, they're fairly, you know, up and coming, I think. Uh, they're from Hespina, California. Mm. Um, and this EP that this song came from was released on the 6th of February. So, go get it now. Get it. However, if you are looking for them on SoundCloud, they go by the name The Other Add-On. So is that all just them on that account? Yeah, it's just it's just a different. They just call themselves a different. I don't know if they change names halfway through. Is that That's Don as the in other, is Don is good? The other add-on. So not like add-on on your computer. A D O N. Right. Yeah. Like an Adonis. So yeah, like Adonis. Like a bit like me. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> joking. Right. Joking. All right, daddy issues. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's the show. Enjoy the Dust Bunny and Arrival. It's quite a it's quite a long song, so sit back and it's not a relaxing one though, is it? It's got a bit of oh, it's got it. some pop, pop, like pop as in like pop up pop, as in like pop, not like and not like yeah, music. like snap crackle and pop, right? Not like you know, so family friendly. Yeah, not family friendly. Right, I see. No, no, this is a pretty noisy one to let it finish, but it's a. Good song. It's a good one. It's a little. Um, it's like a little boat. It'll take you on a ship. Yeah. It'll take you on a, take you on a journey. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm out yeah. already. <laughs> and let's hop on that ship as well. Let's get the hell out of here. See you in two weeks. See you next time. Bye.